You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Abby. And I'm Sarah. Today we're going to talk about the never-ending chores of laundry and dishes. But first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Abby? I went to recommend an online storytime offering known as Storytime Durham. This is a storytime that is live in Durham, North Carolina, when we are not having a pandemic. But right now, all of her offerings are virtual. So they're in some places like Instagram, FaceTime, and then she does a Zoom storytime for Patreon subscribers, which I really love because then Plum gets to actually see the other kids and it's more interactive Mm -hmm. than just watching something, even if you're watching it live. I have been joking that this is Plum's new preschool. (laughs) Love it. The person who runs it is named Amy Godfrey. And so we talk a lot about Miss Amy and what she said today during story time. But I also really love that on her Patreon, the tagline is something about raising emotionally intelligent kids. That Mm. is her motivation in doing the story time. So they talk a lot about feelings. In the books, they talk about things. They learn things. She has a theme. It's just really lovely. It's very inclusive. So when she does Where's Thumpkin, it's gender neutral finger people, Mm -hmm. which I really love. And it has been so nice to have Plum have this outlet that feels a little like preschool when we can't have preschool. Yeah. So is it not through a library? Is it an independent story time? She's an independent person. And how she was doing it before was she had a schedule where she would go to this coffee shop on this day and she would go to the JCC on this day and she would go to this popsicle store on this day. And I think they paid her to come in and do it to bring people in the door mm-hmm. and then sold the coffee or popsicles or whatever. Now it's Patreon supported, but the vast majority of them you can go to without paying. Nice. We can link to it in the show notes so people can check it out. I have been posting about it on our Instagram, too, and I know some listeners have already come and done virtual story time with Plum. Love it. What's new with you, friend? Early on in our stay-at-home time, HP really wanted to build a fire pit in the backyard, and I thought, what a great idea to pass some time. Yeah. He dug out a little pit. We found limestone pieces from various places around our yard to make the circle of the fire pit. And we've been having what we call Friday fires because this originally happened on a Friday and then he wanted to know when we were doing the next fire. And I was like, you know, why don't we just do them on Fridays so we all know what to expect and there's not this constant of them asking and then us saying no. Yeah. And it's just been a really fun family thing. We have a bunch of marshmallows that we've been roasting. We've roasted hot dogs on there. And it's just an activity the kids really look forward to in terms of building the fire and just feels like one of those things that we're going to look back on and remember. And I love that. Yeah, that's really sweet. We did a few fire pits this fall before we moved because we had an external fire pit. Mm-hmm. And we ended up giving it to a friend before we left North Carolina, but it was really fun. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. Abby, what's your latest read? I just finished No Apparent Distress by Rachel Pearson. This is a memoir. Rachel Pearson is an MD now, but this book covers her growing up time and then takes us through her experience of medical school. I really loved this book. I have read other things of hers, like essays and stuff, because 
I actually have friends who did residency training with her. So this is how I heard about it. Mm. They know her in real life. And so they've shared her essays and stuff. And then I saw that she had a book. And I was like, well, I have always liked her short form writing. Let me check her book out. And Mm -hmm. it was really great. You know, she grows up in Texas with not very much money. And so that's a really interesting perspective. But then she's also a white woman. So she has Mm -hmm. this whole experience of privilege that's in contrast to her socioeconomic status. And I thought she dealt with that in a really thoughtful way. I was also really fascinated to hear about her experience in medical school. And it wasn't good. I think what this really opened my eyes to, that I think I vaguely knew, but hadn't considered in so concrete a way, is how much the education of medical professionals in our country depends on poor people and black people and other people of color who don't have another option in terms of being treated Mm -hmm. and so then go to medical student-run clinics. And so she is the director of one of those in Galveston, Texas. And so you hear a lot about that and how much she learned, but then she also, I think, is pretty analytical of the problems with that system. Mm -hmm. And I just found it a really tough read and a really important read. Yeah. So I would recommend this book. It was not uplifting, but the writing was great. It's a compelling story, and I think it's, like I said, really important. We should be aware of the systems we're participating in. Absolutely. What did you read, friend? I finished The Dutch House by Anne Patchett. This is a novel that follows two siblings, Danny and Maeve, across five decades. So it starts in the 1950s and then ends, not at present day, but closer to modern times. At the center of the story is the Dutch house, which is this grand house outside of Philadelphia where Danny and Maeve spent a good portion of their childhood. The writing was exceptional. It was easy to read, but also beautiful. Mm. And I wanted to keep going. I've been up and down on Ann Patchett in the past. Mm -hmm. Same. I did not really enjoy Commonwealth, which is her most recent novel before this one. So I was a little bit hesitant going into it, but I really feel like this one delivered. There were so many good themes about who your family is and the family you create and the family you're born with and what obligation you have to each other. The one thing I didn't like was the ending was wrapped up a little bit too neatly for me. Mm. There were all these points in the novel where you were left feeling really uncomfortable because people made not great choices and it was awkward and uncomfortable and just sitting with that unsettling feeling. And so when it resolved in the end, it didn't feel true to the story for me. I felt like some things can't be repaired and the way that they were just didn't work for me personally. Mm -hmm. But I know other people probably appreciate that full circle nature of the story and would have a different perspective. Yeah, I usually feel mixed about it. Like sometimes I really like it when it wraps up like that. And sometimes I like it when it wraps up a medium amount. Mm -hmm. But then there's also some realism, even if it's fiction. Right. I would recommend this. Aside from the ending, this was a five-star read for me. It was a great reading experience and just a lot of food for thought in an enjoyable reading package. Our main segment for the day is Laundry and Dishes, which 
even in the midst of social distancing and a pandemic, still have to happen on a regular basis. Maybe more, to be honest. (laughs) Yes, maybe more. Let's start by talking about laundry. What is your general laundry routine? I am in charge of my laundry and the children's laundry. Mm -hmm. Andrew does his own laundry, which is something that has been happening since the beginning of our marriage and will continue. I have no interest (laughs) in doing his laundry. I do a load of kid laundry about every 10 days, a load of my own laundry about every 10 days, and diaper laundry about twice a week. And then things like towels and sheets as needed, which, for being totally honest, is embarrassing how seldom I do those. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You and me both, friend. (laughs) I couldn't even tell you a schedule for those. Yes. (laughs) I don't have a specific laundry day, and I don't do it all in one day. And also, it's very common for me to wait to fold laundry until things get really desperate in terms of how many clothes people have left in their drawers. Mm-hmm. Often when Plum is completely out of underwear, she <laughs> says, I'm out of underwear, I said. Don't worry. There's clean underwear for you in the dryer. We will find it in the morning. <laughs> I think because the folding and putting away takes more effort than just throwing it in the machine and turning it on, that that's mm-hmm. where it slows me down. And then I mostly use the dryer for everything except about half of my clothes, which I dry on our back porch. We don't have a clothesline up yet. I have done more clothesline drying of things in the past, but we just haven't gotten that together yet. So do you have a rack that you put on your back porch then? No, I just hang it over the railings. Oh, okay. Let me set the scene for our laundry situation. (laughs) Right now, it varies by the season. When it is warm enough to hang clothes outside, I am in charge of the laundry. That is because we do not have a dryer, and we started hanging up clothes to dry back when we first moved out of an apartment and into a house, Mm -hmm. but we've off and on had a dryer at various points. But since we moved into this house, we bought a washer but did not buy a dryer. Mm. I usually do one load every two or three days, but all of our clothes are mixed together. We don't separate by person. Mm -hmm. And if we wait longer, I'll usually just do two loads in a day to get caught back up. About a year after we moved into this house, Neil and I had a reckoning about (laughs) our dryerless situation. Uh uh And it got to the point where I said, we either need to get a dryer or you need to be in charge of laundry in the winter because hanging clothes to dry on drying racks in the winter in our living room is crushing my soul. Mm -hmm. He said, okay, I'll be in charge of the laundry. That is his choice. That's the direction he went. So he does the laundry for that half of the year. And he actually has a great system now because part of what was so frustrating to me about hanging clothes inside was that the racks were always everywhere because I did it during the day. Mm. And so it just felt like our space is already really small. And then we have these things right in the middle of where we want to be doing things. Yeah, And I find hanging clothes on the line outside to be really relaxing. I love the way it looks when it's done. I love how you move down the line. I like being outside. Mm -hmm. But when you're doing it on a rack inside, it just feels awkward and frustrating and terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So Neil's system now is that he does a load every other night in the winter after dinner and after the kids are in bed, hangs it up. We go to sleep and he turns on the fan. Mm. Then he's the first one up in the morning and he takes 
everything off, puts it in the basket, and puts away the racks. So often I don't even see the clothes out, that there's Mm. just the clean laundry in the basket every other morning. That's a great system. And it's nice in the winter, too, because when your house gets really dry, drying your clothes inside increases the humidity in a good way. Mm, Sure. So that's also been a side benefit. In terms of folding laundry, I am the year-round folder, Mm. which is really because I'm very particular about how things are folded and I want it done the way that I do. Yes, that's me as well. It also feels like one of those mindless tasks where I can listen to a podcast or audiobook and it feels nice when it's complete because you're moving from chaos to order. Mm -hmm. I find that really satisfying. Yes, that's one of the chores that... I really like to do while the kids are playing around me. Mm -hmm. It's like enough that they can see that I'm doing something, that they're not all up in my business, Mm. but I can still talk with them, engage as needed. Mm -hmm. It's like the perfect chore while parenting. Interesting, because I like to do it when no one's around so that I can listen to something and not be interrupted. Mm -hmm. So I used to do it when they were in school. Now that they're not in school, I've been waiting until they go to bed. And you know Mm. I hate doing things after the kids are in bed. Right. But I don't mind this because I can just listen to what I want to, make it happen, no one's interrupting me, then it's all finished. Yeah. I'm impressed that you are only doing laundry every 10 days. The only person in my family that I think could last 10 days without doing laundry is E, because Mm. she has an abundance of clothes that have been handed down to her. She loves clothes. (laughs) I love it. But the rest of us... We could probably make it a week, but that would be pushing the limits. Mm. And then without the dryer, I feel like it gets, when it gets backed up, it feels really overwhelming because it's hard to just get it all done once you get behind. Yeah. I am an overbuyer and that extends to clothes. So we all have plenty of clothes. I do sometimes feel sad when I am down to my clothes that I like less well, you know, Mm -hmm. the tighter shorts or whatever, (laughs) but we're not really ever running out out. And in terms of putting away, I usually put away the adult laundry and the kids have started putting away their own laundry. Or at least their basket sits in their room and they get their clothes from the basket of folded clothes in their room, (laughs) even if it doesn't get put away. But either way, I'm not doing it. (laughs) I am your children. I tend to live out of the clean clothes basket for a while (laughs) until I finally feel motivated to put away. I put away my laundry. Andrew obviously does his. I do peppers because he's still too little, but Plum has started to help me put hers away. Nice. I still have to help her because of my particularness Mm -hmm. (laughs) about how things go in her drawer so that she can see them all and not stacked up. But we are getting there. And I love her enthusiasm for helping. Yeah. In terms of laundry products, do you have any favorites that you'd like to recommend? We use the Planet 2X High Efficiency Ultra Liquid Detergent. All right. With no fragrances or dyes. We use that for everything, including diapers, and it works pretty well. I have tried other sort of earthy things along the line, and I have found that one is the best for diapers, which is why we still are sticking with it. We may make a change because I think a lot more things work for clothes than work for diapers. Mm -hmm. That's ways off. So (laughs) rolling with that for now. (laughs) We got an LG washer and dryer when we moved to this house, and I actually hate it. This is an (laughs) anti-recommendation. I got this because it was highly recommended in a home group that I was in. It was recommended by Wirecutter, which is the New York Times product recommendation Mm -hmm. site. They said that LG 
is the most reliable and that when things do break down, that the company is really good in terms of actually doing service. And I guess large appliance companies are pretty bad at that usually. But I really am annoyed with a lot of things about both the washer and the dryer. And we had these Samsung ones in our rental that we didn't buy. And the other two people who lived in our triplex had issues with them all the time, but our units were amazing. And I kind of wish we had just gone with that, even though they're less reliable in the long term, because that was my good experience. But Mm-hmm. Do not recommend the LG, even though most people do. Noted. For stains, we use Blue Dawn dish soap on greasy stains because it works really well. And then OxyClean spray stain remover on other stains that are more resistant. And I also do white vinegar and baking soda rinses for the diapers, which mm-hmm. I think helps with the funkiness. Yeah, diapers can be a challenge. Yeah. I felt like we were always up and down in how smoothly our diaper operation was running when that was a part of our lives. And you were using the diapers with the inserts, right? Which I think are much harder to clean than the kind that we use. We use flat diapers, which essentially unfold in the washer and wash just like a hand towel. Mm -hmm. And that was a choice I made a long time ago because I wanted that ease of washing, even though it's harder because then you have to fold them. Right. But... I have felt validated in that choice because we have had some challenges in washing, but not many. I mean, diaper washing challenges make people quit cloth diapers a lot. I think that's probably the main reason for quitting. Mm -hmm. And I have never felt like quitting, which I think is a win. Yeah. I will offer a caveat before I give my recommendations, which is I am terrible at laundry I just feel like our clothes always have stains. I don't really understand how people have clothes that don't have stains, but I don't care enough to research or try and do anything differently. So I just go with whatever we have and the outcome is what it is. And the clothes are clean, even if they don't look as nice as I think some other people's clothes might. Love it. Right now, we are using Drops Pods for the wash, Mm. which is an online company. And I found that when we were looking into ways to reduce our plastic use, they ship it to you in a cardboard box Mm -hmm. that's divided into four. And then there's just these little pods made from plant-based materials. The outside part of it is. So you just throw one in. When you do a cold wash, there's a little mesh bag that you put it in that helps it dissolve better in the cold water. Mm. And I've really been enjoying those. I think it's a little pricier than other options, but whenever we get an order, it seems to last for a really long time and feels worth it to us. Nice. In terms of a washer, we have a Speed Queen front-loading machine. And when we were looking into buying, we were also looking for reliability. Mm -hmm. And apparently Speed Queen is one of the brands that's most often used in a laundromat. So for a lot of high volume and going the distance. I do wish we had gotten a top loading machine. I wanted to use the front loading because I knew that it used less water Mm -hmm. and that seemed like a great benefit. But I do feel like the top loader would probably last even longer. And Mm. I think some things are easier to do in terms of soaking. Yes. But it's been fine. I don't really have too many complaints about it. In terms of stains, we have tried various stain remover things with not a lot of success. So no recommendations (laughs) from me. (laughs) 
<laughs> Love it. I think it just feels like this whole extra step of remembering that the clothes had a stain, mm-hmm. setting it aside, getting it done, where our philosophy is just walk to the rooms, grab laundry that needs to be done, throw in machine. And then once you do that and haven't treated the stain, it's a lost cause. It's stained for life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes with grease stains, Blue Dawn will still help mm-hmm. after. But I often treat the stain right away and just set it on top of the washer to be thrown in. Mm -hmm. Smart. I make no promises about changing my behavior. (laughs) I'll say also that now we have a utility sink in our new house. Ah, yes. Which is really awesome. I haven't used it for much yet, but I can envision in the future using that for soaking stuff and then just putting it straight into the front loader because that's what we have as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And our laundry setup is right off our kitchen. Oh, yeah. Not even separated by a doorway or anything. So it also feels like it's hard to have a great system there and have things sitting out because it's so much in the middle of our life. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that's going to change as long as we live in this house. Yep. So is there anything you want to change about your laundry or just general laundry aspirations? As I alluded to earlier, our towel washing situation is a disaster. We do not wash Mm -hmm. our towels often enough. I am not sure if they ever get clean. Mm. Our bathroom does not have much circulation, so they take a long time to dry, which then makes the problem worse. I kind of want to switch to those Turkish towels, which are the thin, beautiful cotton ones. Mm -hmm. They are expensive, so I've been hesitant to switch. I also am not sure how my family members would react when they're used to having nice fluffy fluffy towels. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that they might dry better, which then would help them stay clean Mm -hmm. with my limited (laughs) attention to their cleanliness. (laughs) Right now, I don't use laundry detergent on our towels. I just alternate a quick wash with vinegar, a quick with baking soda. And I do that like Hmm. three sets of those until the towels stop smelling. This was a recommendation that I read online that said detergent can actually make stinky towels more stinky. Huh. But they still are kind of stinky early. Yeah. It's not not good. I would love to fix this, but I don't know if it's the new towels or if our listeners have suggestions for how I can not have gross towels in my house, but (laughs) I'm open. (laughs) I wonder if hanging them up outside would help too. I feel like that's one reason in the summer that has helped. Hmm. Our towel situation is, I think, just being out in the sunlight is yes good for them. Yes, I often do dry them outside when we have a clothesline. And I mean, in this summer, I could do it on the patio. Mm-hmm. But the towels dried outside are crunchy. That's true. They are not fluffy. They're scratchy. <laughs> so in that sense, maybe... <laughs> then they'll really want to use Turkish towels. I was going to say, maybe the Turkish towels would be better. <laughs> what about you, friend? I don't feel great about our laundry situation, but I don't feel inspired to change it. (laughs) I think the one thing that would make a huge difference for us is having more laundry baskets as we only have two and one of them has started to break. This is one of those areas where my underbuyer nature is very apparent Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and is getting to be a little bit ridiculous. Our lives would be so much easier with one or two more baskets. And I have felt that way for years, but have never bought more. I think because we found all of our baskets at garage sales or for free, Mm. and I just am not okay with the idea of buying them. I just think there are laundry baskets out in the world just waiting for me, and they have not come to me, but I'm still (laughs) expecting that they will. This is a call. Laundry baskets. Come to Sarah. (laughs) Yes. Because when there's laundry that's been folded and that's sitting in the kids' room, 
then we only have one basket left. So that one just makes kind it of broken very basket. <laughs> challenging. Yes. And when you're trying to take the laundry out to dry and you're folding it, it's it's not great. Not great. So I think that that one thing would greatly improve our laundry situation. So funny. That was laundry. Let's do dishes now. What is your general dishes routine? Andrew is the dish lead in the house. He probably does between 50 and 80% of the dish-related chores, depending on the day or week. I load and unload the dishwasher and hand wash pots and pans, but he does way more of that than I do. Mm -hmm. And he is the one who mostly puts away the clean dishes, the hand wash ones that Mm -hmm. we dry on the counter. This is our system because I am someone who would leave the dishes in the sink until it's absolutely full and I'm out of dishes and pots and pans. And then I get really grumpy and do them all at once. Uh-huh. <laughs> in fact, when I lived in Chicago the summer of 2013, this is exactly how it was. He came to visit and I asked him if he would do my dishes. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said no. <laughs> we just went out to eat. <laughs> Perfect. What about your dish situation? Neil does the dishes every evening. Though I'm usually trying to clean up some as I go if there's a pause between steps when I'm cooking. Yeah, me too. The kids unload the dishwasher, Mm, usually in the morning and usually without too much complaint, but it depends on the day how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) In the morning, I also empty the dishes that Neil washed the night before that are in the drying rack. During the day, I am the one who does most of the dishes, but before the pandemic, That was also because I was the only one who was home during the day, so I was Mm -hmm. just cleaning up after myself. The kids do also help by clearing their plates at both dinner and breakfast. We're so snacky at lunch that usually the lunch plate just stays out for hours, and they come and go and graze on it, so they're not as good about clearing that plate. We haven't moved on to having them load their dishes in the dishwasher yet, partly because there's often extra food on their plates, and... We have specific things that we want to be done with that. Either Mm. someone's going to eat it or some things can be composted, some things can't and need to be put in the trash. And that's felt like a lot to go over with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Though when I'm saying that out loud, it wouldn't be that hard and we should do it because they could definitely load their plates in the dishwasher. Maybe now's the time. Yeah. It's good to spread around the responsibility. Mm -hmm. Do you have any favorite products or gadgets? related to dishes that you want to recommend. We've talked about this on the pod before, but the Skoy Scrub, which is a little scrubbing cloth, Mm -hmm. is a very good gadget. And I also like to have a dish brush for scrubbing. Mm -hmm. I use those sort of alternating depending on what it is I'm cleaning. We also like the If You Care sponge cloths for wiping counters. Those are nice rather than using a cloth or a paper towel. And then you can just put them in the dishwasher when you wash the dishes. We use the seven generation dish soap and Ecover dishwasher tabs, though somebody just recommended the Drops dishwasher tabs mm-hmm. on Instagram. And so we may switch to those when we're done with the Ecover ones. The Ecover ones I like because they clean really well. Like I noticed, especially in North Carolina, that we got some tabs that didn't work as well, but these have always been great. But they are each wrapped in plastic, which is plastic that you have to open before you even yeah, put it like in. Yeah, like individually wrapped. Huh. Which okay. is a lot of plastic. So I was I was intrigued by the drops tabs. And now that you mentioned them for laundry too, I, I feel like we'll go that direction soon. In terms of stinky sponges, I recommend microwaving them to make them less stinky. So you can dishwash them, but then you can also put them in the microwave for like 90 seconds. And that helps zap whatever stinky bacterias are in there. All right. 
I second your recommendation of the Skoy Scrubbers. Ours recently got to the point where it was no longer useful, that we have used mm-hmm. it so long that it got worn down. The little nubs go away. <laughs> yes. And I thought that we had some extras because at one point I bought a few packages just to keep in our drawer, mm-hmm. but we didn't have them. We had this inferior one that I had oh. bought, and I'm noticing the difference. Bummer. I feel pretty unloyal when it comes to dish soap or dishwasher soap. I'm actually not even sure what dishwasher soap we use. It's definitely a powder kind, mm. not the pod kind. In the box. Mm-hmm. And I think we are also using seventh generation dish soap. For a long time, we used Castile soap bars for the dishes, mm. which is something I'd read about in Zero Waste books as a way to avoid plastic with dish soap, that you yeah. can just take the scrubber and rub it across the Castile soap and use it. I felt perfectly fine about that, and we did it for years. But at one point, we ran out. And I had a bottle of Dawn in the cabinet from when we used it to try and strip cloth diapers mm. and using it in the wash for that. And I just brought it over to the sink for us to use. And Neil commented about how much more he liked the liquid soap mm. than having the solid. And since he's the primary person that does dishes, we've just gone back to that. I would also like to recommend having a dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. We did not have one for at least the first five years of our marriage. And while it was fine and it wasn't something that during that time I actively was missing, now that we have one, it's very nice. Yes. Is there anything that you are looking to change about how the dishes get done in your house and other dish-related aspirations? I would love for my kids to help more. We're working on this. Plum can bring her dishes to the sink now, and she mostly does, sometimes with her minding, but sometimes she remembers herself. And they can both sort of help with unloading, though. Pepper's version of helping is pulling things out and throwing them around, but... Uh Uh-huh. Makes sense. Which honestly is fine. You know, in terms of him being entertained while I'm doing that, it's fine for him to pull out the kid plates and throw them around. It's a fair (laughs) trade-off. Maybe they're slightly less clean when they get back in the drawer, but whatever. That's just something that we will work on going forward is more help from all the people in the family. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel that too. I think growing up, My sister and I always did the dishes. We Mm. alternated nights. My parents never did the dishes at our house, other than, of course, during the day. I'm sure they did plenty of their share of dishes, but the after-dinner cleanup portion was always one of us. And I've been trying to think back of when did I start taking full responsibility for that? Mm. Because it feels a ways off when I'm thinking about all the steps that have to happen Mm -hmm. and doing it in a way that is up to a standard that I would find acceptable, but also probably not as far off as I think. Hmm. That is something I am looking forward to whenever we get to make that switch. Yeah. And unloading the dishwasher feels like a good first step of getting the lay of the land of the kitchen and taking more ownership over what happens there. Yeah, y'all are on that path for sure. Let's end with a fun question. Would you rather never have to do dishes again Or never have to do laundry again. Dishes, 100%. Do you think that's because it's an everyday chore that never stops? Where if you're only doing laundry every 10 days, there are many laundry fee days in your life already? (laughs) Absolutely. The dishes are just unrelenting, especially with being home now and cooking so much and everybody Mm -hmm. needing to eat all the time. Mm -hmm. So many dishes. Yep. What about you? I feel the same. When I think about how often somebody is straightening up the kitchen and putting things away or how much of a mess it is. It's just nonstop. And if there was 
someone else doing it or like magic, everything just got put away and cleaned. (laughs) I would absolutely love it. Yep. Sadly, we're just muggles. (laughs) (laughs) That muggle life. Listeners, we would love to hear about your laundry and dishes experience. If you have products to recommend or if you just like to commiserate with us, feel free to reach out. Let's end by sharing what we've been eating lately. I'd like to share a pandemic treat we have been making that I had not made in years before this, which is Rice Krispie treats. Mmm, yum. When I was doing a stock up of groceries right at the beginning of everything, I was in the cereal aisle getting things for Chex Mix, as you do, and (laughs) also saw some Rice Krispies. And I thought that'd be a fun activity to do with the kids that's going to be really straightforward. And then we get to enjoy the treat afterward. Rice Krispies aren't my favorite treat, but the kids really like them. We've been making a half batch, so just in a square pan instead of in the rectangular pan. Mm -hmm. Then everybody gets two little rectangles in the family, and it feels easy and straightforward. It's just marshmallows, butter, stir in cereal, put in pan, and you're good to go. It's a good effort to taste ratio. Mm -hmm. It's like not the most delicious thing you've ever had, but also probably the easiest possible thing you could make. And so it works out. (laughs) Exactly. What have you been eating? I want to share a recipe for one pan bean burritos, and we'll link to it, but it's also really easy. It's a can of black beans strained, a can of pinto beans strained, a can of rotel, a packet of taco seasoning, and then a block of cream cheese. And then you just heat that all up in the pan until the cream cheese is melted and the taco seasoning is coating everything. It is delicious. It is wonderful in a tortilla. Also great as a creamy bean dip type situation. Mm. I made this last week and then had immediate regrets that I had not bought more cans of beans. And granted, I could do the dry bean thing, but we don't have any pintos right now. I feel like the two bean combo is really crucial in terms of texture and flavor. But this is one where it's like super high taste to effort ratio. Right. So good, but takes no time. And you could add other things to it. Like you could put frozen corn in there, Mm -hmm. change however you want. It's amazing. Yes. I am contemplating if I have all of the ingredients. And I think we're missing Rotel, but we do have tomatoes and jalapenos. So I'm wondering if we could just do a little substitution there and make Mm -hmm. it happen. I love it. So yum. And even better on the next day because the taco Mm. seasoning flavors all go together. So if any is left, which doesn't make that much so there might not be much left (laughs) if any is left it is delicious later nice that's all for this episode of friendlier it's been great talking with you sarah and with all of you listeners you can find us on our website friendlierpodcast.com on instagram at friendlierpodcast or email us friendlierpodcast at gmail.com until next time may your books be engaging your food delicious and your conversations friendly I don't know if we need to say this in the podcast. I'm impressed you only do laundry every 10 days. I don't think we have enough clothes. We have a lot of clothes. (laughs) Overbuyer.